We're discussing a mitzvah which is mentioned in our parsha in Perik of Gimel, Pasuk of Beis. It's speaking about the mitzvah of Peya and of Leket. When a person is harvesting his field, he must leave in the corner some uncut wheat for the poor people. That's Peya. Leket is that and if things fall out of his hand, he has to leave it for the poor people. This mitzvah is written in our parsha for the second time. It's written for the first time in Parsha's Kedoshim. Perik Yutes, Posuk Tes, Uvukut Rechem is Ktsir Artsechem, Leisachale Paas Sotcho Liktsir Veleket Ktsir Cholaisalakit. You should not cut off the corner of the field and you should not gather. All the, the 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 stocks that fall on the ground. So why does our parsha have to mention it a second time? And there's another question. It's in an interesting location, interesting uh, context. In our parsha, before and after, it's all it's discussing mitzvahs of the young tevim, the mitzvah of the Pesach, then of the korban oimer, then of Sphira, then of the korbanos of shuas. And then it says, when you, when, you, when you harvest your field, you should leave perpeo like it. Why is it mentioning it a second time? And why is it mentioning it in the middle of the Pasha of Yom Tev? So a lot of the Farshim deal with it in different ways. The Evan Ezra says that we mentioned in the Pasha of Yom Tev, that you, you harvest your, you, you cut the barley for the Oymer. And also we, by Shavuos, we, we cut the, the wheat for the, for it's the first time we're being a, we're being a carbon from wheat in the base of Migdash. We're talking about when you're starting to, to harvest your fields. So therefore the Torah wants to mention again, since we, we're discussing now harvesting the field, I want to remind you, while you're harvesting your field, there's a, there's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is to leave the things in the corner or to leave the things that fall on the ground. The Ramban says that it's coming to tell you like this. You want to have a lot of barley for the Oymer. Let's say you need the whole field. In order to sift it so much, you need to have, you need to harvest the whole field. So you might think it's a mitzvah. Forget about paying. Forget about leket. Says the Basak, no. Even if you're cutting the 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 barley for the mitzvah soimer, you should still be careful to leave the pay. All the mafarshim say something similar. The kliyakar, the barbanel, the rachaim. Not that you might want to have the whole field for the oimer, but a different nekudah. I cut the bar, some barley for the oimer. I already gave something to Hashem. If I gave something to Hashem, why do not need to leave Peya? I was already Yaitza. Says the Pesach, no, you took something for Hashem, you still have to leave Peya. Now, all of these answers are very logical, straightforward answers on this question. Rashi brings a Madrish, which seems a very napshat tiketaich in this question. Rashi brings a Madrish of Teras Kenim, and he quotes Rabbi Avardimas, not a, not a common name. That's the correct gears that the Rebbe says. Rabbi Avadimas, the son of Rabbi Yosi, which says, why did the Pasuk put the mitzvah of Leket in the middle of the Pasha of Yom Tevim? 
פסח ועצרס מכאן, לא ששון אביהם מכיפורים וחג מכאן, It's coming to tell you that if nos kolanesin leket shikho peyo laoni karoi, if you give these matonis to a poor man properly, so mali no love kilubono bisamikdosh, it is considered as if he built a bisamikdosh, vehikir of a love karbonis, vesech, and he brought a karbonis inside. It's a very medrishtika type of answer. That it's the middle of the parsha of karbonis to tell you that it's similar to building the bisamikdosh or being karbonis. The other answers are much simpler, much more straightforward. And Rashi's Pshut Eshel Mikra. So why didn't Rashi choose one of these Pashat explanations? We can find some issues with some of these Mepharshim, uh, basically the later two. The later two say that it's coming in connection to the mitzvah of Ktsina Soimer. Ktsina Soimer is not written right before the mitzvah of, of Lekat Ampeya. Ktsina Soimer is mentioned in in the in Perek Chavgimu Pasuk uh, from Pasuk Tes Yud and On, it's talking about Ktsira Soimer. Then it talks about Sfira Soimer. Then it talks about Shavuos, and only then it says the mitzvah of Leket and Pei. So it's a bit hard to say that the Pasuk is telling me the mitzvah of Leket and Pei, a continuation to Oimer, and not writing it right then. But the Avnezer is very understood. The Ebenezer is saying that there's a lot of mitzvahs connected to, 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 to harvesting the field, which includes Shavuos, when you bring the, the, the first mincha uh, made out of wheat in the base of Mignash. So it makes sense to clarify, to, to remind us then, don't forget to leave like a tempeh. Why didn't Rashi say that? Okay. A few more things that we have to understand in Rashi. Rashi starts off, this Rashi that we just quoted, he starts off like this, It's written a second time, in order to tell you that if you did, you, did, you didn't leave Peyo, you cut the whole field, or if you didn't leave the Leket, you took it with you, you're over on two loisuses. And then in the same Rashi, in continuation, he says, In one continuation, now usually Rashi, if he has a few things to say, he separates them in different Rashis, in different Dibra Masl. Here it's only one Dibra Masl. Why? Why is he quoting this Rabbi Avardimas? Why does he have to mention all the Yom Toivim? He put Pesach and Shavuos on one side and Shoshone Yom Kippur and Sukkot on the other side. Just say, he put it in the middle of Yom Toivim. Who cares what's, who's on the right and who's on the, who's on the left? And also Rashi adds something which the Pasuk did not say. Rashi adds Shikho. The Pasuk never mentioned Shikho here. Rashi says, he mentioned Leket Shikho. Whoever gives Leket Shikho and Peah, it's like he was Makhavi, who mentioned Shikho? Okay. Now, this is, Rashi's quoting a Torah scan, but Rashi is changing a bit from the Torah scan. And this changes are puzzling. Rashi adds a Tereskane mentioned um, Pesach and Shavuos and Shoshonim and Kippur, and it didn't mention Sukkot Bechag. Rashi mentions Chag. I mean, it's mentioned in the Torah, but Rashi mentions that specifically, and then Tereskane skipped it. The Tereskane adds Maeser Oni, that whoever gives like a Shikha and Peya and Maeser Oni, anything to Ani, 
Rashi skips Maiserim. Rashi also changes the lotion of the Tereskenim. The Tereskenim says, whoever is a moitzi, whoever takes out of his property, like a Shikhan Peya, is like he built a Beis Amigdash, or whatever, like he built Karbonus. Rashi says, kol hanuisi, not whoever takes out, whoever gives koroi properly. Why has he changed that? In Tereskenim, it doesn't say that he built the Beis Amigdash. It says it's as if the Beis Hamikdash is Kayom, exists, and he brings the Karbonis. Rashi says as if he built. Now, Rashi, Lukhera, obviously did not change from the Teras Kayanim and say that it's Ravadimus that said it, because then it's not Ravadimus that said it. It must be that all these changes in Rashi were a Girsa in the Teras Kayanim. But the Rebbe always says whenever you find many editions of a Sefer, and they have different Gersois, we can assume that those Gersois existed way back. And if you have a majority of Gersois, a majority of Svarim quoting one Gersa, and a minority quoting a different Gersa, probably that's the way it was, that the majority were quoting one and a minority a different one. And then if Rashi chooses one Gersa, obviously it's a choice. He chose, not that he said that that's the correct Gersa, he chose to use it in Rashi this particular years. And if he chose the minority, then the question is how come? And how do those minority? Because today is the minority. It's hardly found. Or we don't find it at all. The fact that we have till today a certain Girsa is a proof that that was the majority of, of editions, the majority of, of manuscripts had that version. So why did Rashi choose the version which was only a minority of the, of the, of the manuscripts? Okay, so again, we have the basic question, why does it actually mean this medrash type of explanation of why Leket and Pei are brought in the middle of the Parshish Samiyadis? Then we have a, a lot of small diyukim in Rashi. Some of them are the same as Teras but why does Rashi have to quote the whole Teras And some are different than Teras Then it's even a greater question, why is he changing? Then the next Rashi is Tazui. You should leave it. So Rashi says, what does Tazui mean? Just leave it in front of them. And they can gather it. Don't help any of them. Now the same word Tazui is written in Parashas Kedoshim. When you should leave them in front of the Oni and the Ger. It says Tazi. It's the same deal. Tazi, just leave it in front of them. Don't help them. So why is Rashi only explaining it here? Why is he not explaining it in Gadesh? Okay. Let the Rebbe like this. Rashi's question was why not why is Leket and Peya written in middle of Pasha Samayadis? Because we could understand that. It's speaking about uh, harvesting the field, about bringing the carbon for Shavuos. So it makes sense to bring over here other mixes connected to harvesting the field. The question is why is it mentioned a second time? 
That's the only question. It's already written. Answers Rashi to be over Bishnilam. How come? How come uh, Rashi doesn't teach that it's to remind you? So that was like this. It will be to remind you there's a group of mitzvahs. A group of similar mitzvahs. Leket, Shikha, Peyoke, Shikha is written elsewhere. But then you have parrot, grapes that fall down, odalus, and, and, mis, and not misshaped uh, clusters of grape. So if the third is coming to remind you, don't forget, it should remind the entire group. Even though, as we'll see later, it's very possible that the time that you reap the grapes later on, and therefore um, it's not so necessary to mention it now, but if you're talking about cutting the field and you're afraid we're going to forget, then you should mention to us all the things that we might forget in all of our fields and all of our orchards. From that we understand that the Torah is not afraid that we'll forget. Where do we find such a thing? The Torah is afraid we'll forget. If you told us a mitzvah, we're not going to forget. So, Therefore, Rashi does not accept that it's just to save us from forgetting. So what is it for? An extra law. Why, why only Leket and Peya and not uh, Peret and Ulelis? There's no question. Whatever the Torah decided, they put an extra law. Is it extra law? Whatever not. It's not. No questions. Fine. So now we have a very simple answer, a very straightforward answer, why it's written a second time. For another Lysasim. Once you realize that it's written a second time, then the question is, why is it, why is it written in the middle of Yom Tov? Why? If you would say that it's the first time the Torah is mentioning it, okay, so the Torah mentioned about harvesting the field, so it's mentioning another mitzvah about harvesting the field. You should know that you have to leave the payah, leave the locket. But if it's written already a second time, then the main focus in this parish is not harvesting the field. The main focus is the korbanus of the Yom Tevim. The Yom Tevim are not even mentioned, hardly mentioned as times related to harvesting the field. It doesn't call it Chag HaKotzer, Chag HaOsif, Chag or whatever, yeah, but it doesn't mention at all, it doesn't nickname the Yom Toivim related to the, to, to the seasons in the field. So that's not the subject of here. If it's the first time mentioned and we happen to mention harvesting the field, okay, we'll mention more mitzvahs about harvesting the field. Maybe still mention. But if it's a second time, it makes no sense to put it in a place where it's mostly related to this topic. And this passion is not mostly related to this time. And what's from the stronger proofs? From the fact that it's Rosh Hashanah of Yom Kippurim. Rosh Hashanah and Kippurim are never related to the seasons in the field. Since the passion mentions also Rosh Hashanah and Kippurim, so that shows us that that's not the topic of here. So again, the main question is why second time the answer is an extra lamb. Oh, it's an extra lamb. We don't, we're not telling you the actual mitzvah. This is not the appropriate place to write it. This is not the subject to be here. Just to bring it Derech Agav. If it's a second time, why bring it only where it's Derech Agav? That's not the subject. The subject to be here is Korbanis. 
Yom Tevim are not related to the to the seasons. They're related to the Karbanis. So why does the Torah put the second time Leket and Peah here in the middle of Yom Tevim? Says Rashi like this. The reason why it's written in the middle of Yom Tevim, which is talking about Karbanis, is because of the similarity of Leket, Shikha, and Peah to Karbanis. What's the connection to Karbanis and why specifically Leket and Peah? So first of all, there's something special about things that you give to a poor man from things that you worked on hard in the field. In general, the idea of a korban is you're giving away your property for Hashem. In general, when you give stuck, it's a similar, similar thing. You take from your property and you're giving it to poor man because Hashem said so. But if you give him your money to poor man, yes, your money you might have worked harder. And mainly you could buy essentials, you could buy things that are necessary for your vital needs that you could, you could buy from, uh, from your money. But not always does a person have to work really toil hard for money. You can, have, you can be a businessman, you can get, make a good deal and make a lot of money. You can inherit the money. But things growing in the field, you have to work hard, you got to schwitz. So it's real hard work. If someone is ready to give up from his hard work for Hashem, that's similar to Karbonus, but not just to Karbonus. Rashi says, as we I said, different than the Torah's as if you built the base of Migdash and brought Karbonus. What's the idea? Building the base of Migdash is hard work before you actually bring the Karbon. The types of Matonis we're talking about over here, Leket and Shikha and Peah, especially, are Matonis you're giving to the poor man before you had any benefit from the, from the wheat of the field. I mean, everything after the uh, before you even brought it home. These matonis are before you have any benefit. If you're giving it before you have any benefit, that means that when you were working in the field, you were plowing, you were sowing, as if you were plowing and sowing to give it to that man, because that's the first one that you gave it to, to the poor man. So, if you would just give it later after you had benefit, you're just giving a carbon. But if you're giving it the first thing, you're basically bringing out that all your hard work till now as if it was for this, this present for the young. So therefore, it's as if you built the base of Mikdash and you brought carbons. You didn't just bring carbons, you built the base of Mikdash. Now, in Giving a korban or giving a, something to a poor man, there's two parts to it. I gave away for myself and I gave it to the poor man. Is the emphasis that I gave away for my things or is the emphasis that I gave it to a poor man? If the emphasis is that I gave away for my things, the point is that I took it away. How did the poor man receive it? Makes no difference. If the emphasis is giving it to the poor man, so you have to check. Did you give it to the poor man in a proper way or not? So what does that mean? The Torah Skirinim says that the specialty of like a Shikhan is Sha'ato Moitzi. You're removing it from your property. The point is, we took out from yourself. Rashi says, You're giving it to the poor man properly. What does that, what does that mean? The point is like this. The best way you can give something to a poor man, giving it to him, and you're giving it to someone else, you're not 
It's not just about you taking it out of your property. So you giving it to him is like a shikhanpe. Why? You're totally mixed out. You leave it there and you can't give it to your friend, to your neighbor, to any, any poor man that you really care about. No, 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 you're mixed out. It's not yours. Leave it there and they'll take it. So you gave it totally to the property of the poor man. You didn't hold on to it while you're giving it to the poor man and have your say no to give it to. It was totally given away from your property, totally to the poor man. So that's the best way of giving it over to the poor man's property. Not just, I took it out of my property, so I don't have it, then they don't have it. So what's the difference how I gave it? But here that you gave it to them in the best way possible, it's yours. I'm out of the picture. That's the nice and only correct. That's the best way to give it to the poor man. That now my is not included in that. My is something which you give a poor man by choice. So you have a hole on it even when you're giving it. So Rashi emits the, the, the example of my because it doesn't it doesn't fit in a mirror. Here we're talking about no using you're giving it over totally. Um, you're giving it over totally um, uh, to the poor man. Therefore, only leket, shikha, and payar as if you build the base of Mikdash. When someone worked hard to build the base of Mikdash, who is he working for? Anyone. Calling from. When someone's bringing a carbon to the base of Mikdash, who is he bringing the carbon for? Himself. He's giving it to Hashem, but he's bringing his carbon. So that's why when you give a leket, shikha, payar, that you're noisim, only karo, you're giving it totally over to the poor man, you didn't just bring a carbon. You built the base of Mikdash. You didn't do something... To, Selfish, I mean, selfish giving over to Hashem, but self-centered, you're giving it, rather you give it totally away to Hashem. Now, similar to like a shikha and peyo, is parrot, oilis. You leave it there. If the grapes fell off, the, 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 the clusters of grapes that are not in the proper form, you just leave them there. So they're also... Just like giving, building a base of Midrash and giving carbonus. So why is that not mentioned over here in our parish? Says Rashi, because after this mitzvah is mentioned, Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, and Chag, and Sukkis. We're mentioning it over here in the middle of carbonus, but somehow related to the Sukkim which spoke about harvesting the field. However, if we would want to include reaping the, uh, cutting the grapes, so they might be long after Sukkot. And since the Pasuk is not after Sukkot, it's written in between because it has some link to harvesting the field. So then, we, we, the Torah doesn't mention like a, a, a parrot and oilless. It has the same quality, but we can't mention it because it's not the right time. So that's when Rashi adds the word chag, adds the word sukis, which the Tereskelim did not mention, to emphasize that there's a reason why the Torah did not mention leket, shikhan, I'm sorry, peret, and ululois, because we're talking before, before chag sukis. I could also explain why Rashi doesn't bring maeser oni, because maeser oni is later, 
after you gather everything to your house, Chagla Osif after Sukkis, we're holding you for Sukkis. Another thing that could be explained, why Rashi doesn't mention Maisaroni, and why the Torah didn't mention or Rashi didn't mention Peret because in Maisaroni, you don't give it so often, you give it only once in three years. It's two years, Maiser Shein, and then goes Maisaroni. So you don't see how a person is giving away from himself or Hashem. When someone's giving grapes, they're extras. They're not necessities. So you don't see so much as giving away from him from his property to Hashem. When someone leaves wheat in the field for a poor man, he's giving away from his necessities. Based on this, that we're trying to point out over here, that the, re- that the reason why the Torah brought the mitzvah of Peyu and Lekha the second time in the middle of Pasha Samoyedis, Pasha Sarkobanus, is to show you that, Pe- that Lekha and Peyu are totally selfless. That's why Rashi explains when the Pasuk says a second time Tazif. What does it mean? In Pasha Sarkobanus, it says Tazif. It means to say that you should leave it. Tazif, you should leave it for them. I understand you should leave it, which means to say, don't, don't, don't give it to them, don't help them, leave it. In our pasture, we're trying to say it's totally, you're totally out of the picture. So Rashi says, what does it mean, leave it? Leave it in front of them. What does that mean? You might see them gathering, and you like one of them. Are you going to help him? So you're leaving it in front of them. You're not giving it. You're not choosing who to give it to. They're, 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 they're taking it themselves. You're just going to help one of them. No, no, no. Stay totally out of the picture. Don't even help one of them. Because if you're involved, that's not the point of like it and pay. Be out of it. Let them take it themselves. It's not yours. It's totally given away to the poor man. Fine. So to summarize. Rashi says like this. The problem in this postage is it's a second time. The answer is to love He doesn't agree that it's just to remind you because to remind you, once you remind the mitzvahs of Lekat and Peya, the tailor should have reminded Peritonites. So it's not to remind. It's a second love. It was a second love. It doesn't fit in over here because the main topic of this parsha is not harvesting the field. The main topic is the korbanis of the, of, of the Yom Tevim. And it's even brought down your Shanim Kippur, which is totally nothing to do with the seasons of the, of the year. So why is it mentioned over here? It's coming to say that giving away to poor men is similar to korbanis, because you're giving away from your property for Hashem. But if you're giving like it's like it Peya, it's like building the base of Why? So first of all, because you worked hard, and before you had any benefit, you gave it to the poor man, you gave it to Hashem. So your whole hard work in the field was for Hashem, like building the base of Mikdash before actually beginning the Karbanis, 
is for Hashem. But not only that, the the Torah is telling you, Leket and Peyo and Shikha similar to that, you're totally out of the picture. So it's no sin la'ani karo, you're giving it totally over to the property of the name, you have no say in the matter. And that's like building the base of Mikdash. You're doing it not just for yourself. You're doing it for Kalani Yisrael. You're totally out of the picture. That's why Rashi says that in the second time in Parshish Ember, when it says Tazuiv, it means to say, I want to add something to here. How much you just leave it for them. The, uh, the actual child of Tazuiv, we understand from the word Tazuiv. Leave it. Don't help them. Don't give it to them. But you might think, okay, I can't give it to them, but I'm, I could just help someone gather. No, no, no. You're totally mixed into the picture. You're some, I'm sorry, you're somewhat mixed, mixed into the picture. You have to be totally out of the picture. And only in this fashion we see that emphasis have to be totally out of the picture. And that's why, and that's why this time that she says, leave it in front of them. And what does that mean? That means don't even help one of them. Now we want to figure out why Rashi mentioned the name of Avardimus. Which usually the Rebbe says comes to answer a question that a sharp Talmud that knows a bit of Gemara would have and the name will remind them some, uh, that something else in the Gemara mentioned from this person's name. This Avardimus, the son of Rabbi Yaisi, is mentioned in a story. Oh, so the, the question is like this. The question is, he makes such a big deal. Means it's a big deal. He left Peyo and he's not mixed in. And it's like, I mean, Peyo could be one stock. And like it is, is max two. So, how big of a deal could it be? What do you mean such a big deal out of it? Says Rashi Rabbabardimus. There's a story in Yerushalm. There was a, a Yid, his name was Yehuda Ishwitzi. And he couldn't figure out. How come if you have uh, money or something, like you help people, and you have people in a different town which need help, and people in this town that need help, give the people in this town. How come? Jews are equal. If someone else needs some help, I should give to someone else. Why, 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 why for someone from this town? He couldn't figure it out. He, he went into a cave for three days. He couldn't figure it out. Finally, he went to Rabbi Yaisi. So Rabbi Yaisi called his son, Rabbi Vardimas. And Abiyasi asked him, him. So he said, There's a Pasuk in Yeshua. When Yeshua is dividing the cities amongst the Shvatim, so it says, These cities and the space around it should be to these Shvatim. So from this we learn that first you have to have a Harimaila. Or some people are greatest with it, he reads a Tihyana. First, you have to give life to these cities. And then, then to the cities around. What do we see from here? Why did Abiyasi call his son? He couldn't answer himself. Because his son lived with that. They must live with the fact they have to focus on your city's poor people before anyone else. Now, is the opposite. Let go who anyone could come. Anybody from far away knows you have a field to come. You're mixed up. Do not give the people in your city first. But Abedima says that's such an important thing. You have to look at the people in your, in your city first. So according to Abedima, it's a big sacrifice, even if it's a small amount. 
the fact that I'm not caring for my own, my close people first, I'm not getting involved, I'm not choosing who to give it to. Stay out, leave it, let them take it, is a big sacrifice according to Abba even if it's a small. That's why Rashi mentions Abba Okay. Says Rebbe, a side thing that we could see in Rashi's opinion in Allah, Rashi Allah Torah's opinion in Allah. Rashi's emphasizing that you just leave it in front of the poor men and don't mix in. And Rashi never mentions what happens if I did cut the whole field, I didn't harvest the whole field, I didn't leave pay. What do I do then? The Allah is Ram says you must take some of the Lekatanpeya and give it to poor people. And then you actually hand it out. You see, you, 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 you actually hand it out amongst the poor people. Rashi doesn't mention it, and not only that, Rashi describes that the whole mitzvah is don't mix in. So it sounds like to the point to Rashi, if you cut the whole thing, is it? You lost the mitzvah, you have malchus, nothing to do about it. You lost out the whole thing. Because so that's so. In other words, like this, the, the, the Ram learns that the reason why there's two psukim, one in Parsha Kedoshi, one in Parsha Ember, one of them is to tell you, leave it in front of them. And one of them is to tell you, if you didn't, then hand it out to them. And Ash says the opposite. One is to tell you, leave it. And one is to say, leave it. Don't mix it at all. So you don't have an extra possibility to tell you what to do if you didn't, you didn't leave it. And not only that, the, postic, the second person, which should, should have, could have told us that he should hand it out, is actually telling us the exact opposite. Don't mix in. Leave it in front of them. So according to Rashi, there's no, no, no way to fix. If you, if you harvest the whole field, it's gone. Which means that according to Rashi, it's not just a din. Do not help the poor men with the, the dividing the luck of the bayah. That is the whole topic of the whole concept of the mitzvah. And if you lost it, you lost it. It's it. not like a tempeh. It's gone. It's over. Okay. Says the Rebbe, what do we learn out of this? We learn out of this how important it is to do a mitzvah without mixing in your own yeshes, with your, your own self. So the get to do a mitzvah, not just to do the mitzvah, but to bend yourself. The Torah says that if you have a choice of helping a enemy or a friend and helping and, and, and helping their donkey which is under under the load go to your enemy because you have to bend the eights around so here also it's so important that you should do the mitzvah in a way not according to your nature not even according to your nature according to the Torah. they're going to care about your family and about your neighbors which are you supposed to but here you have to bend yourself get out of the, the picture Leave it for Hashem, you'd be totally out of it. And only that makes as if you built a base of energy, you bought a carbon. Because it's a very important part in Torah and Chsidis to change a person's natural traits, natural midas of Ativim. And not only that, to change Teva midas of, to change the whole nature, to go against his nature, not just to change certain traits, but to change his whole nature based on what Hashem says, to like make that the nature should not have a say at all. What Hashem says has a say. And then that's as if building the base of Mignesh. And not only that, it actually brings the base of Mignesh. It brings the base of Mignesh, so we're going to bring the Korbanus. To summarize, we have 
the mitzvah of Leket and pay a second time in Parshat Samir after Parshat Kedush. And it's in the middle of Yom Tev. So there's different explanations for that. Whether it's to remind you about these mitzvahs while you're harvesting the field, because we mentioned that over here by, 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 by Shuas also. Or it's to tell you that you're not Yaitzu with Oimer. Or that even if you're doing Oimer, you have to leave Peya. Rashi doesn't go to all that. He said, means a Medrash. Means a Medrash that it's when you, and with the name. That if you leave like a place, like you built the base of Middash and you're marking Karbonus. What? Why doesn't he bring these simple answers? And then a bunch of other questions in Rashi, how he, he doesn't quote exactly the Lushan and Tirdas Kim. Says it ever like this. And also the question is Rashi brings two ideas in the same Rashi. The fact that it's the reason why the Tirdas said it a second name is to, to, for two Lavim. And the fact that it's like you built a base of Mikdash and a broad Kribon. So it's like this. The problem Rashi has is why is it a second time? And Rashi is not happy with the answer that's to remind you, because if he reminds you, she reminds you all the mitzvahs, including Peret and Elamus. So Rashi says it's too loving. The Torah chooses whenever the mitzvah has other loving. You get twice Malkus for this, for this, uh, for this Avera, uh, if, if you didn't leave like a Tampere. Once just here for a second lamb, then although we mentioned harvesting the field, but it's not a topic of the year. All the young Tavim are mentioned in this parasha in relation to Korbanus, and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are also mentioned. So if, if it's just a second time, it doesn't fit in over here, this mitzvah of Leket and Pei. How come it's written over here between the Korbanus? As Rashi, bringing a Korban means you're giving from your, your possessions for Hashem. There's a very strong giving over from your possessions to Hashem and you give over from things that you worked in the field because you've worked very hard before. More than for earning money. And you're giving it to the poor man before, or you're leaving it for the poor man before you had, you had any benefit. So all your hard work in the field is as if building the base of Mikdash in order to give the carbon, in order to give it to the poor man. But it's more than that. But like at Kampeya and also Shikha, the way you know karoi, you're giving it to the poor man in the best way possible. Not just taking out of your property, you're nice and you're giving it over in the, in the best way possible. Because, because you're totally mixed up. You're not, it's not like my Saroni, you choose who to give to, you don't choose anything. You just leave it there, you cannot mix in at all. So that's like building the base of Mikdash. It's not just for me. I'm building it for Klal Yisrael. I'm mixed out of it. I'm leaving it there. I'm not giving it to my friend, to my neighbor, to anyone. Just take it, and then it's all yours. So that's what Rashi says when the Pesach says a second time, Tazi Vaisim in our Rashi in Kedoshim didn't say anything, because Tazi Vaisim there means leave it, leave it, um, don't 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 uh, hand it out. They'll, they'll take it themselves. That's Pasha Tabshat. But it's written again in Pasha Semer. How come? Because in Pasha Semer, the Torah is trying to emphasize how you're totally mixed out. So Rashi says it's coming to tell you, don't even help them when they're gathering, gathering it themselves. Because then you're helping one more than the other, and that's not allowed. You're mixed in. You have to be totally mixed out. Now the Torah didn't mention Peret and 
Because later on in the parasha, it still talks about sukkahs, and only after that, it's possible that that's when you, you cut the, the grapes in the vineyard. And therefore, we're not going to mention the parathenalums. So asks a Talmud, uh, a sharp Talmud, what's the big deal about living leaving payon like that? It's so small, small amount. So what, what's the why makes such a big deal out of it? Says Rashi Ravavadimas. Ravavadimas, there was a story that he basically lived with the idea that you must give stock first to people in your town before anyone else. So according to him, Leket and Peya, Leket and Peya are going against the mindset of Torah. They're saying, don't give it to your close people, just leave it to whoever wants to take it. So it's much more of a sacrifice. It's a big sacrifice. You're mixing out even when the Torah usually gives you the right, and not just the right, tells you that it's the right thing to give it to people that you're close to, and here's telling you to mix it. Rashi is saying that the second time is to tell you to mix out even more. In Allah, it sounds like no, the second time, maybe the first time is to tell you that if you didn't leave it, hand it out to them. But according to Rashi, no, handing it out is negating the whole concept of According to Rashi, the whole concept of is mixing out. So if I, if I cut the whole field, I didn't, I didn't leave it, I, I gathered the leket, done. I lost the whole point. I can't. I can't fix it. The second time, Tazik is saying to make sari. The idea of this is that it's so important in your avodas Hashem to bend your design, even your desire, which is based on Torah, bend it for Hashem. Bend it for Hashem, which means the idea is to, to if you have natural desires, natural uh, uh, things that you're more leaning to, so you have to bend them and do things that are against your nature. To change your nature for what Hashem wants, and others to act in things which are don't are not according to your nature, just for Hashem, because it's not just the, the result. You know, I did something good. I, I used my nature, my desires, and my my habits for for Hashem's sake. The chayyut is very good, but there's a goal on its own to sacrifice yourself for Hashem, to go against your nature, which that's the emphasis in like a shikhan peya, which is like building the base of the the We go through some of the horrors of the Rebbe. The Rebbe is choosing and emphasizing in this Sikha the Girsa Rav Avardimas. So in order seven, it says, if you look in Rashi, it doesn't say Rav Avardimas, it says Rav Avdimi. The Rebbe says like this, if you look in different manuscripts and prints of Rashi, there are those that says Avardimas, those that says Avdimi. Now the rule is like this, if you find different versions, the one that's more logical is probably the mistake. Because probably someone saw something that didn't make sense to him and he changed it to the thing that makes more sense. You don't usually change from something which makes more sense to something that makes less sense, unless it's a typo that can happen. So Ravavdimi is a very common name. Ravavdimi is not a common name. So uh, someone saw, and in, in, in the manuscripts of Rashi and in the prints of Rashi, which mentions Ravavdimi, it's mentioned with a base. So someone saw Avar Dimas, it's a mistake. It must be someone added a ration or Samach, and he made it to Rav Avdim. So Rav Dimas is the right version. Um, fine. That's another seven. 
Part of 20 is quoting the question, how come um, Rashi mentioned the explanation on Tazei voice and they should not mix in. He only mentioned it in Pashas Emma and not in Pashas Kedosh. That's a question that Mefarsh and Rashi ask and they give different answers. The Sivsi Chachamim says that really Rashi is saying two things. Rashi is saying one thing is he should leave it before them. The other thing is that if you didn't leave it before them, you should hand it out to them. When you're handing it out to them, don't help one more than the other. Just hand it out to whoever comes. So he's dividing Rashi into two things. Uh, and and how, how do we have two things? Because there's two psukim. So Rashi is writing to you in Pasha Samar that since we have two psukim, one in Pasha Kedoshi, one in Pasha Samar, that says Tazay. So one says, leave it before. The other is saying, when you're giving it out, don't give it to one better than the other. Because it's very hard to accept this explanation. Because Rashi always explains the difficulty immediately. Why, why is he explaining the Pasha's Kedoshim and Pasha's And if you read the Rashi, it doesn't sound like he's saying two things. He's saying one thing, leave it in front of them and don't help one of them one, more than the other. Don't say, and if you're handing it out, then don't, then don't help one more than the other. The, uh, that's the Sivsi Chacham. The Maskele David says that um, similar to that, that if you cut the field and you you uh, say it's, it's a similar idea that if you, if you if you if you cut it and you and you you made bundles already, then you hand it out, but don't help one more than the other. But we're going to see later that Rashi doesn't necessarily hold this whole thing. That if you cut it already, you 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 uh, you hand it out to them. Rashi holds that once you cut it, it's 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 it's, it's done. There's no way to fix it. So the the pastors are actually saying one answer, one statement. Rashi is saying that leave it in front of them and don't help them at the same time, not at a different time. And then, the, so then we'll have to come to the Rebbe's answer that it's trying to emphasize that when, in what way should you leave it before them? In a way, they're not even helping one of them while they can. Second. The Rebbe speaks about the two girsois and what's special about Leket and Pein. Your Moitzi, that you're taking it out of your property, or that you're Nuisin Lo'ani Koroi. So the Rebbe says that really in, in, in this two Svarnam we speak about Taimi HaMitzvahs, Chinuch and Meir Nebuchad. When we talk about the Mitzvah of Leket and Pein, the Chinuch explains that a person is the reason the reason for this mitzvah is to create good midas in the person. The Mary of the says that the Abish has Rahmonis in the poor people. And therefore he wants them to get presents in different times, in different different types of presents. 
So according to the Chinuch, the, the point is that the person should create that feeling within himself. So then the point is that he should take it out of his property. According to the Ram, the point is to give it to the poor people. So it, it, it's, uh, there's an emphasis that it should be given to them in the best way possible. Although we could explain that the Chinuch, when he says you have to create good midas, it means the fact that you're giving it to the poor people, not just the fact that you're taking it out of your property. And then it might be that both of them, the Chinuch and the Meryem Nebuchim, fit with Rashi's explanation that the emphasis is on giving it to the poor people, not just taking it out of your property. The Rebbe says in the Sikha that the reason, according to Rashi, the reason why Rashi doesn't bring Maiseroni is because Maiseroni, you have a choice who to give it to. Says the Rebbe in the order 42 that according to the Rambam, according to a lot of Mepharshim, some Maiseroni, you don't have a choice who to give it to. If you brought the, the grains home and then you're giving it out to poor people, you have a choice. If you're giving it out in the field, you don't have a choice. So the Chayyim Rashi could bring Maiserani, where you don't have a choice, when you're giving it out still in the field. Says the Rebbe, Rashi doesn't say this concept that uh, that in, if you're giving out the Maiserani in the field, then you don't have a choice. From Rashi's lashon in in Parshas Re'ei and Parshas Tavi, where it says. You should give to them, you should give to them the amount that they can have a better, uh, they can be satisfied from. It sounds like they always give it to them. So, according to Rashi, Maisaroni is always handed out with choice, and therefore you can't bring it out over here. Now, out of 45, when it talks about that cutting the vineyard, is only done after Sukkis. It's not so simple because, it's like this. The, the source that, um, the source that, that uh, we cut the trees after Sukkis is a Rashi in Tavi, where it says that a lot of trees, Harabi Elonis, you, you gather the fruit after Sukkis. However, in Parashat Shlach, by the Miraglim, it says they went out then before Tishabov and Tammuz. And it says it's the time of Bikuri Novim, of the first uh, grapes being ready. There's another passage in Parshat Bechukaisai, where it says, So you're going to thresh the, the, the you're going to finish threshing the, the grains and you're going to bump into the time of, of reaping the grapes. And it's going to be so much grapes that it's going to bump into the time of harvesting the fields. It's not like that cutting the grapes is before harvesting the field. So that gives a bit of a trouble in saying that why I like it and why is Parat and Erdos not mentioned because it's later. It seems like it's even earlier. So it says it like this. Okay, could be that the reason why like it and Erdos, uh, Parat and Erdos are not mentioned are uh, a separate reason. Because I guess maybe you don't have to mention them. Um, whatever reason it is, 
And the reason why Rashi adds Chag, adds Sukkot, is not to explain to us why Peret and Eilus are not mentioned. Rather, why Maeser Oni is not mentioned. Because Maeser Oni is, is handed out after you bring it home, which is after Sukkot. Going back a bit to Haaretz 45 and 46. Haaretz 45 is explaining why in Rashi it says Leket and then Peya. When in the Torah it says Peya and then Leket. It says Rashi like this. It says Rashi like this. Rashi is talking about the way a person does it, a person uh, harvests the field, and while he's, while he's cutting the wheat, some stalks fall to the ground. It's like it. He leaves it there. And then at the end, he doesn't cut the corner. That's, that's pain. But the trader says, no, it's every field you have to leave pain. Like it is only if it happened. If only two stalks fell and not three, then you leave it there. So it's less common to have like it than to have payer. And that's why the Torah says first pay them like it. In order 46, the Rebbe is dealing with the Chayla contradiction in the Sikha of the Rebbe. The Rebbe said earlier that the reason why Rashi didn't like the Ebenezer's Pshat, and the Torah is reminding you, the mitzvah you have to do while you're harvesting the field, um, is because if, if it would be reminding you, it should have reminded Derech Agav also Peret and Elimus. Here the Rebbe is saying that because we're talking before Sukkis, so you don't mention Peritoneulus. How come? That's the whole reason why you can't take the Ebenezer's Pshat. Says Rebbe, no. If the Torah is telling you to do a mitzvah, that you shouldn't forget it, it must tell you all mitzvahs. If, it, if it's careful enough to remind you, it has to remind you again about all the mitzvahs that are related. However, if we're just talking about a certain mila, a certain mila in the mitzvahs that Rav Dimas is pointing out, the Torah is not telling you a mitzvah to do, so then it doesn't. If it's not the main topic in the pasuk over here, the season the pasuk is talking about is the season of harvesting the field and not of of of, of the take of cutting the grapes. So then it doesn't have to mention cutting the grapes. That's not a Yeah. In the end, in the order 66 and 68, it's discussing the Chiddush of Rashi al-Piyalocha that the whole idea of Leket and Peya is, 
is uh, leaving it in front of them. And therefore, if you, if you cut it already, you can't fix it. Um, so there was a thing, it's in R67, that other Mephoshim, the Ksav and the Kabbalah say that the Pesach and Parashas Emmer is talking about the Yevit. Parashas Kedushim is talking about the Chathchilit, should leave it in front of them. Parashas Emmer is saying that if you cut it, then you should hand it, you should, you should hand it out. But in a lot of Mekritus in Yerushalmi, in the Rambam, they say that the Pesach in Emmer is talking about the Chathchilit. It's coming to emphasize that pay you have to give from the wheat when it's still connected. And therefore, it, may, it fits more with what Rashi is saying, that this person is talking about when it's connected, that you shouldn't help, you should just leave it there. And the order of state, it seems like the Rebbe is saying, a lot of the African Rashi doesn't hold that you don't give, that you give pay once you cut it. But it could be it's a new mitzvah. A new mitzvah, not that it's the fixing the the avera of cutting the whole field. It is a separate mitzvah. If you cut it, you have to also you have to you have to you have to give it afterwards to poor people, and that's why it's still a lot that you get malchus from. Says the Rebbe in the sixty-nine. Really, this whole concept that the second time Taylor mentioned leket and payas for two lavim is not mentioned anywhere else. And that's because according to Rashi, the lavim are much more important. Because Rashi holds that he's going to get Malkus. Because Rashi holds that if he cut the whole field, there's no way to fix it. So there's lavim and there's two lavim. According to Rashi, it makes sense to emphasize the lavim because according to Rashi, there is a lot that's not fixable. And the Hira, when it speaks about um, uh, changing a person's Teva Midaisov, and then the Rebbe concludes that this brings the actual Beis Amigdash, and the Rebbe says in order 76, and this fits what it says in the Kuli to the Guru in the name of the Alter Rebbe, that the whole concept of Chesidus is the Shan is Tivis Midaisov, to change the nature of your minutes. So since this is the whole idea of Chesidus, and bringing Mashiach is dependent on, on being Mefaris and being Mafotas Hamayonis and Chesidus. So it doesn't just mean to teach the, the teachings of Chesidus, but to apply the teachings of Chesidus. And applying the teachings of Chesidus is by changing your nature. And therefore, bringing the Mesa Midash is through one changing his nature. That's the hardest on the second.